I always talk about connecting with food and people are like, what are you talking about? That's the connection is when you, when you make it part of your rhythm that you don't even think about it anymore, that's when you connect with it. And all of a sudden it's an ingredient that you'll start using in other ways that you didn't even think about, but you'll be doing it organically. Welcome to the Beauty House Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Kim. As a certified hypnotherapist, my gift is connecting intuitively and energetically with people, so I've been able to see the deeper meanings behind their stories. What I've learned is that we are more similar than we realize. My goal is to move you from surviving into thriving through the stories of creative professionals sharing their struggles and passions you'll discover how your natural gifts are connected to your highest purpose i'm so excited to be here today with nina burr her company is called good habit it's a food and lifestyle brand and she's here today to share her journey of cooking and motherhood with you Nina has always been a huge inspiration to me, making food and life look so effortless. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Hi, Nina. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Tell me about your background and your family. Um, Well, I am half Colombian, half Japanese. So I, obviously, those are two very, very strong food cultures steeped in a lot of tradition. And so, um, yeah, my background is, it has a lot to do with food. Everything we did as a family was around food. Um, It was a big part of our life. It's like, it was like the sixth family member of our life was food. (laughs) It's my two brothers, my mom and dad and food. So yeah, um, it was always, it always played a, a very big part in our lives. In what way? Um, I think that everything we did, like the culmination of the day was always around food. And so all of the stories from the day and, and all of the, the things we may have been worried about or things that we were excited about, we were all talking about it while we were eating. And, you know, I think that knowing that my mom spent like two hours in the kitchen preparing dinner, all of us were always very excited to see what she made. And so it it really was an event. Every dinner time felt like you know, like we were coming together for a really amazing meal and we got to share our days with each other. Did you cook a lot when you were younger? When I was younger, I did for sure. Um, I think I just always was very curious as to what my mom was doing. Um, And then she would like send me out into the yard with pots and pans and tell me to like put dirt in them and pretend it was soup or something, you know? So I was always creating, whether it was like make-believe or actually really helping her in the kitchen um, but yeah, I, I loved being around food and being around her and my grandmother because they were just so amazing in the kitchen. So, yeah. And you're the youngest girl in your family. So does that relate to also taking care of the family? Of course, of course, especially in like the Asian culture. I think um, I was always wanting to take care of, of, you know, my brothers and my dad and my grandfather and my mom, you know, always tending to everyone's needs as far as food goes, making sure everyone was fed. <laughs> and that kind of grew into your love of cooking and how to connect with people and take care of people. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I think my love language is food. I think that's how I communicate with people. And that is how I communicate with people is through food and feeding them. That's how I show 
how I care about somebody. It's how my, my mom and my grandmother showed us, you know? So it's very personal. Talk to me about Sunday prep. Tell me what it is and how it came into inception. So Sunday prep, um, basically it's conceived of the idea of like how, how restaurants prep for their, their meal service. It's the idea of, of prepping components that you can put in your fridge and then pull from them um, so that you can pull together a lovely meal without actually having to cook. Um, so it has less to do with your, your skills in the kitchen as a, as a chef or a cook and more to do with just consistency and repetition. Um, you know, I, I used to have a restaurant and, um, you know, when I got pregnant with my son, I was trying to run the restaurant and manage his staff and I had a newborn baby and it all sort of just came to a head and I had to make tough decisions. And so when we decided to close the restaurant, um, you know, I was, I was broken over it. There was a part of me that felt like a failed, you know, a failed business owner, a failed mother, a failed wife. And I went into sort of like a, a depression where I didn't cook for like a year. Um, and then, you know, as our family grew, I now have two sons, uh, you know, I started to cook in the kitchen and started to try to think of a way to make cooking just easier, easier on myself. I think that we have sort of like unrealistic expectations sometimes, like putting this amazing meal on on the table midweek when we're, you know, schlepping kids back and forth or we're working and it becomes so overwhelming. And so I, I really just wanted to like, I mean, for lack of a better way of saying it, dumb it down so that it was easier for me. I just wanted my life to be easier because it had been hard for so long. And so I started to prep. I started to just prep like cucumbers. I started to prep hard-boiled eggs and just put them in the fridge. And it didn't feel like cooking to me because I was used to cooking in a kitchen, you know, um, in a restaurant. It just felt like I was just doing something blindfolded. I was just doing it to do it. And then one day I just, I realized that I was doing something that I think everyone needed to do in their life to make their life easier. Um, And so I started to kind of hone in on it and be like, what could I prep that would be delicious tomorrow and and the next day and the next day? And that really is how Sunday Prep came to fruition. I think I was really just trying to make my life easier and then also feed my family delicious food. And I didn't want to cook. I was in this sort of slump. So I was just prepping ingredients. And then on a Monday, I'd pull it all together into a taco or into a bowl or into a salad and it was still delicious, but I wasn't slaving in the kitchen. I was still able to sit down, get the homework done, talk to my husband, have a glass of wine. And it just felt really good to be able to, to feed my family in that kind of way and not be stressed out about it. And what does it mean to you when you're connecting with the, the people that you're doing the class with? Like, oh, how gosh. does that feel to you? I mean, it's amazing. I feel always so very lucky when I get to do a class, um, I think that a lot of times people overthink food and cooking. And so when they come to the class, I get a lot of like, oh my God, I cannot believe it's that easy. Or like, oh my gosh, like I didn't realize that you could just do that or that or that. I think that the biggest gift I, I can give and that I get from people is just showing them how simple cooking can be and how delicious it is. And then, and then what I get from them is just knowing that they're going to go home and they're going to be able to apply it to their life. And then they're going to be able to have more time with their family and not be cooking, you know, 
And I do, I'm, listen, I cook for a living, but I was joke and I say, the day that I had kids, I realized how much I hated cooking. (laughs) (laughs) It just, it it wasn't the same experience as it was before. But now with Sunday prep, it feels like that again. It feels lovely and easy. And, and I get to spend time, more time with my kids and my, my husband. I mean, I love how it was born out of a necessity almost, and then it's turned into yeah. being your 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 purpose. I mean, and listen, the thing that means the most to you. Yes, I mean, hundred percent. We all need to feed ourselves. We need to feed our our partners, our family, our kids. And you know, I just I wanted to do it in a way that felt easy and and fun and and not like a chore or a burden because food is so special and eating together is so important. It you know so. And then, yes, it, it all sort of came to, like, I realized that that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to connect with people through these classes. I wanted to give them that, like, aha moment of, I can do this. I can really do this. Whether I like to cook or not, this is very easy. So I feel lucky that I get to do that. I've taken your class before and I love it. I'm always learned so much. I'm so inspired and the cooking is easy for me, but what I find I have a harder time with is the flow in the rhythm. Mm -hmm. I find there's a lot of stopping and starting and being inspired and then forgetting about it for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So is there anything that you can do to kind of stay in the flow? I think, I think that if you just focus on one thing, I think if you focus on one thing, over and over again, it becomes second nature. So like I always tell people in my class, prep one thing every week and just do it. Don't even think about it. Even if it's just prepping cucumbers, dicing them up, packaging them the right way. And then you just always have cucumbers to grab from because eventually you're going to be like, oh, I'm so glad I prepped those cucumbers for, so that I can just dig it into the hummus and it's done. And then you're going to be like, you know what? I, I kind of want radishes too. It'd be nice to have some radishes. And then you just, you add that. So I think that just start with one thing because that one thing will make your life easier in the smallest kind of way. And then you'll be like, oh my gosh, it'd be so nice to also have a a salad dressing in the fridge that I can just, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to do the salad dressing. And that way I'm always going to have this dressing that I can use as a marinade or as a dip or whatever. I think you just do one thing and you get it down so that it feels second nature. I think if you try to do too many things, you get overwhelmed and that's when you start to have a disconnect. The whole point is to connect. So do one thing long enough so that it feels second nature, like you could do it with your eyes closed and then it becomes part of you, you know, and then you move on to the next. So it's kind of like a meditation practice in a way where you kind of start for five minutes and then the next week you do seven minutes. Yes, it's just connecting. And that is the connection, by the way. I always talk about connecting with food and people are like, what are you talking about? That's the connection is when you when you make it part of your rhythm that you don't even think about it anymore, that's when you connect with it. And all of a sudden it's an ingredient that you'll start using in other ways that you didn't even think about, but you'll be doing it organically and and it becomes very freeing in the kitchen. I think a lot of people get in the kitchen and they become like sort of like stunted. They don't know what to do. When you have that connection with food, it's so freeing. It's like a welcomed place that you go into and you just feel like, wow, I can do anything in here. I can whip up a bowl or a salad or a wrap. And so I think connecting with food, connecting with ingredients is what gets you there. And when you're connecting with food, do you feel like you drop into a really relaxed, meditative, you're in your flow? Yes. I feel like it's cathartic. I feel like it's, 
a really lovely rhythm. I don't think about anything else. I'm only thinking about the ingredient, the movements, the chopping. So for me, I've been doing it for so long. Pretty much anything I get my hands on in the kitchen, that's how I I feel connected to. Some people don't do this for a living. Some people hate to cook. So that's why I always say, focus on one thing, make that connection, and then see where it takes you on its own. Yeah. That's why recipes... I think are, I, I like recipes. I draw a lot of inspiration from recipes, but they're binding. You're bound to whatever that recipe says you have to do. And if you don't do it right, it's wrong. Whereas with, with prepping, you're just connecting with like the movement of whatever you're doing. I'm chopping cucumbers. I'm boiling, you know, couscous or quinoa or whatever. You're just connecting with one thing in like a rhythm. So it's, it's actually very relaxing for me. You're already making it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it. I it, it really is very easy. And every single time I teach this class, people are always like, I cannot believe I haven't been doing this. This is such a game changer. I have six kids and literally like it, I take two hours on a Sunday. I prep, you know, I prep a grain, I prep a protein, I prep fruit and veggies and even just slicing strawberries and putting it into a container and putting in the fridge, just being able to, in the morning, you know, you wake up and you just want to throw some strawberries on something. You don't have to wash it or slice it or, you know, it's done. Even just something so small as that will make your life easier. So that's kind of what it's all about. And when you're cooking, do you draw a lot of inspiration from your cultural background, Colombian, Japanese? For sure. I think that layering flavors is what, what a great meal is all about. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about things that I ate as a child, whether it was Colombian food or Japanese food or Asian or Hispanic of any kind. And I, I try to emulate those flavors in something different, you know, whether it's a dressing, maybe I'll put miso paste in a dressing because that flavor is familiar to me and, um, or cumin in, in, you know, when I'm doing my cauliflower, I'll put cumin on the cauliflower when I roast it, that flavor is familiar to me. So for sure, you know, my palate is, is very influenced by my cultures, my, my two cultures. Yeah. I find spices to be really intimidating. I don't really know what to do with cumin. There's so many things that I never even think about using because it sounds, how do you help people sort that out? I mean, I do think at the end of the day, it's about what you like, the flavors that you gravitate towards, you know, and everyone has their own memories and, and, you know, nostalgic things with food. Um, you know, with spices in general, I, I, I have the ones that I like, but I do think that with vegetables, you know, vegetables are such a great vehicle for flavor in the way that maybe other things aren't. Um, well, proteins have, a, a, you know, with proteins, you have to be a little bit more selective, but with vegetables, I mean, you really can run the gamut. You can be very creative with spices. And again, you know, I think that not to be afraid of anything. I think if if you want to use something and you're not sure how it's going to taste, just do it. And if it tastes terrible, then just don't do it again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so afraid of spices. I don't know why I'm so intimidated by them. Well, I think that people just don't know how they're going to, how they're going to come out. I think that for me, I have my like staple spices that I love. I love cumin. I love fennel seed. I love herbs de Provence. I love oregano. Um, yeah, garam masala. I, I don't know. I, I love all spices. Um, you know, how you use them and how you mix them is another story. Um, 
But like I said, you just go for it. You try it. If it sucks, you don't do that again. And if you love it, then you build on that. You know, I love cumin and like orange zest. That's a flavor profile that I really love. Um, But yeah, you play around with it. Just don't take it too seriously, honestly. And when you do your class, you give menus as well so that if people want to remember some of these flavor profiles and what vegetables they went with. Yeah, a lot of times I'll, I'll, I'll teach the class and then they'll be like, great, I have a fridge full of all these components and all of this stuff. Now what do I do? And I forget that people don't know how to repurpose it. And so I do give sample menus like, you know, basically cross-pollination of ingredients. So if I have, you know, roasted cauliflower and sweet potatoes and roasted kale and, you know, a protein, how can I make five different things out of the same ingredients? So I give menus that will say, okay, this is how you could make a banh mi wrap with these ingredients. You're just going to add some, you know, sweet Thai chili sauce or something and, and add this. And then you can also do you know, a roasted vegetable quinoa bowl with a fried egg on it. You can use all the same components, but then just add a fried egg on top. You know, just sort of giving people a little bit more specific direction. How do you repurpose this into actual meals? Um, Which has been really fun. People really love that. And again, it just shows them how easy it is that you can use all these same ingredients in different, different meals, different dishes. So it's fun. Yeah, you always make everything look so easy, which is, you know, always been such an inspiration because whenever I take the class, I realize how easy it is and I want to do it and go home and make everything right away. And then I never do. (laughs) (laughs) I get that a lot too. And they're always like, I was so inspired. And then I got home and I wasn't. Um, You know, I think that you're going to do it when you want to do it. I don't think that you have to do it at all. I think just knowing that you could do it if you wanted to is Mm -hmm. great too. You know, I think... When certain people are going to be inspired to do it all the time, some people will try it once. Some people will do it every once in a while. I don't do Sunday prep every Sunday. I do it when I feel like I want to do it. Um, But I do some kind of prep at least once a week. You know, sometimes it's just cutting the veg so that I can just have easy veg to get to. Sometimes it's roasting chicken breasts and shredding it just so that I can have protein to throw into different things for the kids during the week. Um, I think that just knowing, just having the the knowledge and, and having just the, the wherewithal to know you could do it is is just a great thing to have. Yeah, just as like a hidden weapon if you need it. <laughs> so whether you're a single mother, a mother, a single father, a, you know, Mary, whatever mm-hmm. your status is, what would be the best advice that you could give to help somebody kind of start the daily habit of cooking and creating meals in their kitchen? You know, I mean, I don't know. I do think, I do think just having a few things on hand in the fridge that are easy to get to will inspire you to not eat out or not to eat horribly. Like I think, you know, if I open the fridge and there's nothing prepped and I've got 10 minutes, I'm probably going to eat something bad. I'm going to go to the pantry and I'm going to eat some crackers or something, you know? But if I open the fridge and there's a tub of hummus and there's like veg that's already cut, then I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to just whip together. I'll just grab some veggies and I'll get some hummus and a plate and I'll run out the door. I think that if you are trying to eat well and not even healthy, it's not even about calories or whatnot, just eating well just having some components in the fridge that are easy to get to. If you're a busy person, 
you know, you, you don't have time to like cook a meal, three meals a day. Like you just, you don't. So yeah, I'd say, and if you have components in the fridge that will inspire you to either just eat better or to at least, you know, have stuff that's more accessible to you during the week in the fridge. I mean, other than that, you know, if there's nothing in the fridge, you're either eating out or you're eating crappy, you know, frozen food or pantry food, which is not great. I mean, it's all right, but food, you know, food that's like fresh produce and, and, and veggies and that kind of stuff. That's, that's where you want to be at. So yeah, I'd say if, if, if you're trying to get inspired, just try that. Just try putting a couple things in the fridge that are easy to get to and then see how it feels. How has having this gift of cooking and connecting helped you in your journey of motherhood and with your, with your family? Um, I think, I don't know. I think that just being able to nourish my family in a really good way, you know, being able to, like I said, not slave in the kitchen, but just like feed my family and still have time to do the things I want to do with them on the daily. Um, you know, I think just spending time together inspires me. The more time I spend with my kids and the more conversations I get to have with my husband, I feel like a whole person, you know? And so, and you know, when you're busy, sometimes you don't say two words to your partner or your family in the morning. You're just in the hustle and you're getting out the door and whatnot. So dinner time is like when you guys come together and you can actually take a breath and be like, all right, what did you do today? Are you okay? You know, like let's check in with each other. So being able to do that and also have like great food at the table, I think is, you know, where everyone wants to be. So having everything ready is giving, giving you more availability to be present with your family instead of the stress. I mean, think about like, if you were to start dinner from scratch, meaning you have nothing prepped, you have to conceive of a meal, get it cooked or get it prepped, get it cooked, get it on the plate. I mean, that can easily take you an hour and a half. You know, and then you got to clean up and that's the worst part. But when you have prepped ingredients, you can pull something together. It's all done. You're just pulling it together. You're reheating it or you're, you're adding a sauce to it, whatever. It will literally take you 20 minutes and think of all that time you get. That's just like that much extra time you get to spend with your family. So that's why I'm always just like, just, just try it, prep it and see how it changes your day to day and how much easier it is. Um, and like I said, you're not going to do it, you know, all the time. You're going to get sick of it after a while. You're going to, you know, take breaks and whatnot, but yes, for sure. Having food that's already prepped in the fridge makes your, your Monday through Wednesday or Monday through Thursday just seem more bearable, (laughs) make it seem easier and less, less complicated, less fussy. What do you think your natural gifts are and how are they related to what you're doing today? Well, I mean, yes, I would say my natural gifts, I don't know if it's a gift or a curse, but my, I'm a people pleaser. I like to make sure that everyone is happy and fed and feeling good. And I think that that is a direct connection to what I do for a living. You know, I want to nourish people. I want to feed people. I want to connect with people. So I think that that is why I do what I do. It's also it's gotten me, I'm, I'm a yes person. So I have a hard time saying no. And sometimes I take on too much, but it's, it's always worth it in the end for me. 
That was going to be my second question is, has your gift ever been perceived as a weakness by you or others? And it's always (laughs) a double-edged sword because everybody has that, you know, beautiful thing about their strength, but something that they also perceive as a weakness within it. Yeah. I think, I think you can't have one without the other, to be honest. I think that, you know, when you're passionate about something, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to learn a lot. I just, I don't know that you can do it any other way. So yeah, I'm okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell everybody where they can find you. Um, So on Instagram, you can find me um, at Nina Burr Good Habit. Uh, Also goodhabit.com. We're sort of in the middle of um, rebranding and and vamping up our, our social media. So uh, bear with us, but for sure you can find us there and you can sign up uh, on our email list for class info. Her classes are incredible. I've learned oh, so much from you. So Even though I'm not cooking all the time yet, <laughs> I'm really trying to incorporate this into my daily but habit. You know some people, I get, like some people who don't like to cook or who just don't. That's not part of their their. They, they don't need to cook every day. They tell me that they keep taking the classes and they still love to learn it. Like it still seems so fun to be able to learn how to do it. They don't necessarily do it. They, you know, they might not ever do it, but they still think it's interesting. So, I mean, I think that that's also really good, you know? Yeah, I do love the class. I always learn so much every time I take it. I know, you always have like the most questions. You're like, how did I, how did I do, you know, you have great questions. So I'm always like, okay, I wonder when she's going to actually do it at home. Still haven't done it. That's okay. But I'll be at the class the next time. (laughs) So I like to wrap up the interview with two final questions. And that is, uh, what inspires you and how do you use that to continue to grow? Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I will be honest. I do think that that failure inspires me a lot. Sometimes I, I make a lot of mistakes. Um, I'm unapologetic about it. I, I make a lot of mistakes. I think because maybe I, I just go for most things. I go for it and I don't think about it. And then I, and then I realize, okay, that was bad. But having said that, I always learn so much. Um, so I, you know, yes, I learn a lot from mistakes. I'm inspired by, by my mistakes because, you know, um, and then also, to be honest, I'm inspired by people. I'm inspired by real human stories of, of successes and failures and inspired by the women in my life. I feel so lucky. I'm inspired by my kids. You know, I, I think I'm just inspired by anything and anyone that makes me think and grow. Um, so, yeah. And then I think that's why I do what I do, to be honest. I, I like to teach. Well, I'm inspired by you and thank you so much for being here today. It's been so wonderful. (laughs) And thank you for doing what you're doing. I think it's so incredible. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you hear, please follow us on Instagram at The Beauty House. That's T-H-E-B-E-A-U-T-Y-H-A-U-S. And please comment, leave a review and share it with your friends so our podcast can be found by more listeners.